Yo, it's Andy from the Banks Fit podcast, and we are on episode seven, in case you've been listening through um, and catching up. And today's guest, I have Ian Fulton. Um, yeah, so Ian, let's kick it off. Um, who are you? What do you do? Where are you based? Oh, that's a secret, man. You don't tell where the back cave is. <laughs> uh, uh, as Andy says, I'm Ian. I've got Prime Performance Ayrshire, uh, aka the Batcave. Um, I'm not, it's hard to describe where I'm actually. I'm in Fennec, but I'm not in Fennec. I'm kind of sitting on an old, it's an old farm, basically. Um, as I said earlier, you, if you were outside it, you would never know you're there. I am personal trainer, coach, uh, I don't know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't just, say many. I'm just gonna interject there. It's it's really funny. Just a, a little note, right? How funny is it that there's so many of us now that we all have to kind of jump into a different name? <laughs> have you noticed? Yeah. This? So, I know. Like I'm a, I'm a personal trainer. Like I started out as a personal trainer, but now I've mm-hmm. developed into a coach. <laughs> well, I'd say I'd say I say there is a there is a difference. Yeah. Um, I say I say there is a difference. I mean, you could. The, the differences you could list are as long as you want to make them. Aye. Well, you, uh, you, also get, you also get the body transformation spe- expert yeah. right now. Yeah. Yeah, sports, <laughs> sports-specific specialist and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> I would say, but because well, what, what I do, um, what I say to people, I, I do like kind of kind of small group training, so it's kind of like probably I'm, well, I'm allowed a maximum of 10, really. Uh Try and, and I say, focus. It's, it's, it's a coaching-based class, so there's no one, there's no one left behind. Um, I wouldn't just uh, people. In, I've, I've done classes before that you teach body pump, body combat, and stuff, kettlebells, and you'd have like 30, 40 people in that class, and you know that we genie in the corner is is doing something that she shouldn't be doing. But if you go to stop, but if you're leading from the front, if I go to stop, everybody stops. You know what I mean? So I'm Kind of realised the kind of the certain kind of no, no, there's anything wrong with that. I loved uh, combat and body pump and stuff, but it didn't lend itself too well to certain things. But what I say to people, like you're getting coaching, like I want people to leave the gym, even just that one percent better than when they come in, so they've, they've learned something. They maybe understand why they're doing a certain move. It's not that anybody can get something in and, and do them in, like it can make them tired and just people can be crawling at the door. But it's not always about that. I want people to understand why they're training. If they ask my question, why they're doing what they're doing, what what it's meant to do, uh, and so as well, because people can they're allowed to go to the gym in their own time as well. So I want people to go in there and feel comfortable, and don't need me to be there all the time. So if they say they can't even make certain group sessions, they can go in in themselves and they'll get a bar, and a rack, a kettlebell, whatever it is, and they'll feel confident in themselves, being able to to put themselves through a session. I mean, and know why they're doing it, and not just try to make themselves tired. I like that. I like that philosophy, and I, I totally agree with it. Um, and I think it's probably one of the reasons that we've seen that sort of shifting from people just saying I'm a personal trainer to change. Yeah. I, I think a lot of it is is probably as personal trainers how we feel about our own service, and then how we start to. I suppose you, you look out in, into the, the personal training world and you look across and you maybe go, you you do want to detach yourself from the industry. I've talked about this before many times that we were just talking oh, about like everyone's, everyone's a, a personal trainer now and I suppose when you change that to coach, 
one of the reasons, as you've just said, explained rightly there, it's <clears throat> if I was conceptualising the difference between a personal trainer and a coach, it's exactly what you say. So a personal trainer is someone who literally just helps you to personally train on, on that day, uh, takes you through stuff. The, the difference between having the coach is they're coaching mm. you how to look after your health, how to look after yeah. your how to get to your goal. Um, and they're, they're, they're almost serving as stabilizers at the start just to get you off on your own. And then they Aye. give you a bit of input as you go. And, and also do the PT thing, do the personal training thing, like train you. And but I think though, as well, like, um, with that, with the, with the coaching side, it's also like, I don't know, I've found myself it is. It's, I'm, not, I'm not a life coach for any, I'm going to say any that, but you're helping people more than just training, but more than just physically. It's like I've, I've came to realise it is a huge part of it is the mental side. Um, like, you know, I think that people, people are messaging me just now saying, like, they're not worried about it because they've put on too much weight or anything like that. But more, listen, I need back because I need, I just need out of this. I need, I need to do something. Like, they're not they're no concerned about the, any weight they might have increased or any muscle they might have lost or maybe no feeling as fit. It's, 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 it's in there. That's, that's what people... 90% of messages I get for who want to come back is because of that. But they're just going crazy. Do you know, do you know what I think that like usually you find that people come to you for help, right? And they list the physical reasons why they're there for help, but those physical reasons are always attached to mental reasons. Like when you when you really like pull the, the cord on it, right? When somebody comes to you and they're like, I want to lose two stone. You put that cord, you're like, why do you want to lose two stone? You dig into it and you might find that they're like, my self-esteem is absolutely shot. I get anxious in social situations um, mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. It's, it's never just like the two stone. It's about what that two stone is person. I why? Oh, it's, it's 100%. 100%. There is always, there's, uh, there's layers. There's layers. That, if it was easy, it's just losing two stone. People would probably lose that two stone. Like, simple. But there's a reason why they... They can't as well. Do you know what I mean there's there's loads and loads of barriers? And I think that's sometimes well, being a PT coach, whatever, I mean, we maybe don't get as much credit as what we should. I think I think that's, that's a big problem in the industry as well, because the bar to get in is very low. Uh and if you're if you're just a normal uh, trainer at a gym, the pay is low. Um, but you don't realise the amount of when you're dealing with someone, it's it's not just a physical, it's a mental. There's there's loads and loads of things. Like when when you've got that person for an hour or however long it may be, like and also you get people that are more they're more fragile than others as well. So there's kind of you need different strategies. You can't coach everybody the same way. So yeah. you, you kind of become like I don't know. It's, it's kind of hard to explain. It's like you're not just you're not just a trainer. Do you know what I mean you're not just some superhero there? Well, I it's suppose. Like, it's akin to like here's a here's a really ridiculous metaphor, but like the bar to enter on PT is a bit like I would say saying that you're a mechanic because you know how to change tires in a car. Like that's like, it's like the, the entry the entry level to call. Mm-hmm. Imagine we said that everyone that, that can take the wheels off a car and open the hood is a mechanic. <laughs> like like mechanics mechanics would be like that's ridiculous. Like we're just not allowing that. Um, but our industry is, is so new um, and it's also only been announced like PTs yeah. don't know uh, maybe maybe 20 years maybe in the UK if even really seriously 20 years and therefore the, 
the standards have not really been ironed out. Well, I've always kind of said, for enough, like, um, go back to the kind of mechanic thing. Mechanics do apprenticeships, electricians do apprenticeships and stuff. I think we need to have some sort of apprenticeship scheme. Yeah. Then I think I think that would it would certainly help. The, pro- the problem the, the problem with that Ian is that there's people making too much money off the system that we currently have. That's oh. how it works. Like, totally. you know what it's like the education providers are charging two or three grand to fire somebody through a course in eight weeks. The gyms are the big commercial gyms are getting staff that they don't have to pay for because they just so it's it's a win-win for the big boys in the industry for the small time mm. people. I think it's a it's a it's a bit of a loss. I uh, know I, I totally get that. I just think it'd be good if we had some sort of kind of standard that you had to that you had to meet because you 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 know as well as I do you can't you don't get you can't get qualified in six weeks or eight weeks. You don't you don't know you might know the basics, but there, there's way more to it than just showing somebody how to do a deadlift. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, there's, there's way more to it than that and it's when it does get and when you get deeper into it, it is more it's more in there with, with things and you need to understand why people are training you know what I mean it's like if you if you just kind of done it and like right we're going to show this this exercise and then you need you need to know why that person might be feeling down that day you need to know what sort of what they're kind of facing at home like these sort of things like and be a bit more sensitive with things as well and you, I think there needs to be more of that in courses uh, I think it would definitely help to develop relationships 100% it's just be it's been oftentimes it's also them having that supporting role of having somebody there um, mm-hmm. and, and sort of give them the support that they're maybe not getting at home as an external person you know Um so it seems it seems like a hot topic. So we're, we're going to dive in and, and talk about sort of mental health today. Um, sort of leading into it. So you know what? Before we we came on, you know, life. I think we really had a, a bit of a good topic, which was about the difference in sort of how how things how things are now compared to the past, right? Now, obviously, I'm thirty years young. I don't know what age you are, Ian. Um, uh, 30, 30, am I 38 or 39? Oh, I don't even know age. So you've nearly got another decade. You've got another decade of me. And we're talking about how growing up, um, you know, talking about the, the whole monkey thing, right? Comparison. People want to compare. It's just a natural human tendency. We want to compare ourselves to other people. I was going to describe this story of, you know, monkey's got a banana, right? <laughs> and the other monkey's got a bigger banana. Monkey's eating his banana, spots the other monkey with the bigger banana and sort of kicks up like, Jesus, you know, I'm not I'm not happy with my banana. I feel like it's short chain, yeah. bigger one. And and how that sort of, you know, we have that tendency. Um, and when I was growing up, and even when we growing up, we're talking about, you know, the easy example of this is like uh, cars, you know, somebody pulls by in a, a BMW or Mercedes, you used to be like, woofed. Somebody's, somebody's made it big time. Um, yeah. And rightly now, you know, it's totally different because cars are different now. Cars are, are different to your phone. You know, you, you have a car on a monthly payment. So everyone's got, not everyone, right? We're not, I suppose it's a ridiculous thing, but it seems like it's a more common occurrence for people to have uh, nice cars because they're just paying that, that monthly fee every month as opposed to having to buy it outright. And it sort of drew, drew us into how 
social media can be really damaging for people's mental health, right? Because if you go on Instagram or you go on Facebook, there's a 15, 16 year old boy who's achieved everything you've ever wanted to. <laughs> uh, and he's telling you how to, how to do it, how to make it look easier. <laughs> right? It's incredible, man. It's incredible, but it, it does. But I, I, don't, I don't care who you are. Like, you will look through it. You, you can be as resilient as you want, but you'll be scrolling, 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 and you'll see something. You'll be like, fucking hell. Like, how? How have they got that? Uh, we were we were going to try to move house um, last year, and um, we we agreed to stay here. Because <laughs> I we agreed to stay over here. We'd, we'd, we'd more or less kind of sold it. Uh, we'd reserve somewhere else, and then we had to pull out the sale and stuff like that. But then I'll, then I'll look and I'll see I'll see folk who I know. I'll, I'll know what they do for a living and stuff. And the next time they've got like be a big four bedroom, I'm like, how the fuck? And it does it kind of gets you. You go, hold on a minute. I'm, I've been not my planning for for years, and like, how come I'm no no getting there? But it's not until you you kind of maybe think about the kind of you pull you pull back the layers. We talked about layers earlier. You pull back them. You're like, well, but wait a minute. I've not seen them out in the town for ten years. I've not seen them do it. Do you, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So they they're probably looking at the other way. Like they could be looking at a picture of somebody who's like a night out, and they're like, oh, and it's like I kind of go a night out, or I've been dying going a night out. The grass is always greener, eh? The grass that, that's, that's exactly it. That's and exactly it. Exactly what social media is used for, right? Social media is a highlight reel. Like, there's no oh, doubt about it. Like, if, you, if, if someone was to look at my social media, they're going to get a, a really skewed perception of the person I am, right? Yeah. They're going to look at it, and it's going to be like pictures of me training, uh, pictures of me smiling with my daughter. It's pictures of the good times, right? Like, I, I don't mm-hmm. tend to put up, like, occasionally I'll put up a feely post, right? Like, oh, I've had a rough day, and you know, that's yeah. just, and this, you know, people got it's normal to feel like this because I, I want to try and appeal to people's human nature. But most of the time, it's Andy the PT, Andy does this, Andy's this. Yeah. Um, and people don't see the sort of back end to that. And I would say, like, you know, you know the, the percentage is, is much more skewed than you think from looking at social media. And also, oh, the, the easy example of this is how many people you see on social media that are, you know, putting forward the image of having this amazing life, and you mm-hmm. know them personally, and you're like, yeah. like it's uh, incongruent. Yeah. You're like, these don't fucking match up. Like, what? Nah. <laughs> nah, yeah, I know, I know exactly, I know exactly what you mean. But it is, it is easy just to, just to get swallowed up a little bit. I mean, maybe, maybe. I can maybe have built up a kind of more resilience. I would say I'm, I'm older, but I can certainly see how young people can get, can get wrapped up by it. Like, it truly really terrifies me with my daughter. Like it, re- it really yeah. terrifies me. Um, because especially girls, it seems it's sort of. I didn't know this. I don't know if you know this, right? But this is me now showing my age. Me and the missus were watching Good Morning Britain. Right? It was on yesterday. Piers Morgan's on. I, I, I don't watch it because Piers, Mor- Piers Morgan's a guy I love to hate, right? I just love watching him. Like I just I hate, I hate it, but I love it. Anyway, he's on the telly and he was talking about somebody being thirsty, right? Really? And I was like, thirsty? I've heard that before. I'm pretty sure I've seen hashtag thirsty. And Leanne's really? like, it's a thing. And I was like, what do you mean? And she explained that it's like thirsty for attention. It's like this. It's like, All right. right? So, see, uh, you're, you're doing the face like I don't yeah, really get right? it's, it's a thing, right? It's thirsty for attention. So like you know, people will put up like a picture. So we're talking about like half naked and you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> in a bikini, 
and they'll get like 700 likes and that it's like a thirsty thing it's like thirsting for attention uh, I thought it was quite smart right I was, oh. I was blown away with it <laughs> oh, something it worries me having a daughter that that's it's like we're living in the the, the times of the Kardashians being like really yeah. um, like seen as role models and I'm, I'm not saying that the Kardashians are not business role models because they know how to make money <laughs> <laughs> but in terms of like role models, I think people will look at, look at the wrong things they're doing. They don't look at the, oh, look how hard they work and, and look at their work. Yeah. They look at, well, she's got a nice ass and she makes money by flashing her bits. And that's what they, they kind of pull from it. Yeah. I don't think that's helpful. I kind of wonder if they do stuff for a laugh sometimes. Like, cause you know, if they go and wear something next thing the shops are going to sell it. Like, see when it was that phase where, Lashes would be like tracky bottoms, but with heels. Yeah. Like, do you, do you think if somebody just decided to do that five years ago, like walked into first edition or something with trackies on a pair of heels, so we get black. What the fuck are you doing? Do you know what I mean? But as soon as Kardashian's doing it, I think, that, I think that's how you know you've made it. I think that must be like the, the litmus <laughs> test that you made it, right? See, when you uh, can literally turn up with the most ridiculous clothing combo and then it's on the front page of like news or something and then people uh, are copying you. That's when, you, like, that's when you know. That's it. Aye. Truly, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think mine's. I would probably go for like horrendously mismatched colours because sometimes I head out to the shops and my missus is like, Where are "You going?" And I'm like, "I'm just gonna go nip to the shops." And I'm wearing like black trackies, a green t-shirt, on shoes. I look like a clown. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think so. Maybe, maybe, maybe it could be a good thing that there's more things I kind of. Accepted now. Yeah, yeah. That, that that may be that may be a kind of good thing. Uh, I was going to talk about your your car. Let's talk about the cars, weren't we? Oh, sorry. Yeah. So, so we're uh, sort um, talking about comparison. Um, yeah. People comparing. I've I've got I've got a good example of that for me myself. Like for well, for one, who won't look at the gym. They can look at the gym, but ah, can he? He's got his own gym. But there's a story behind that, and there's a story how I got it. Um, but I've got, I've got, I uh, did my motorbike license uh, a few years back. Love it. So I went and bought, I always wanted a, when I was younger, I liked the Ducati Monster. Yeah. So I went and I was just going to, I was, I was going to buy a helmet. That's what I was going to do. I was looking for a helmet and I, walked, I didn't have a license at this point. I was due to set my test and I walked into uh, the bike shop out in Kruger Tome. Went there and there was a Monster sitting. And I'm like, ah, that's really nice that. So, I was like, I was in a kind of fortunate position at the time. I'd been, I'd been suspended from my, my then employer because I'd opened my opened the gym, so they suspended me, but they were still paying me. So I was like, right, well, I was doing my thing and stuff. So I was like, I can buy this bike. So I bought this bike. So I've got this Ducati. It's, it's seen as like the kind of the Ferrari of bikes. It's no, but it's viewed as that way. But bikes. They're no, maybe maybe it was like 20 years ago. It would have been expensive just to buy a bike, but it's no anymore. Um, but <laughs> so much so, I've got two now. Right. So I've, I've got two, I've got two Ducatis because, well, what when you're talking about you know bike, get bikes monthly, the one the one I've got now, I probably spent more on pizzas than what it cost me, like to to get this bike. So it's like. I, mean, I, I spend I spend that in pizzas, a lot of takeaways, like a month 
I'll just stop from takeaways and I'll, but even like Labrooks, like Labrooks and putting on a bet, uh, stopped doing that. So I was like, aye. So I just saw what it's big. But I, I can make it look as if I'm that example of, okay, oh, he's, he's got a Ducati, he's got his own gym. I must be like, must be doing brilliant, but it's no, it's, it's like, it's kind of. It's just, it's just cherry picking data from someone's life, right? Aye, aye, that, that's, that's it. Yeah. It's just cherry pick, like, uh, I've seen an example of this, right? So I follow a guy on Instagram, Powerlifter. What's his name? Tom Martin, right? Tom Martin's like incredible Powerlifter. Like he's strong as strong as shit, right? <laughs> he's so strong, and uh, he's got like cars are not my thing, right? But he's got a really nice car. I don't know what it, I think. Uh, what's the car that James Bond drives? Aston Martin. Aston Martin. Yeah. Right, one of these, right? It's all souped up. And, and somebody said to him, they're like, fucking hell, Tom. Like, what do you do? He's a coach, the powerlifting coach. Successful yeah. guy, right? They're like, what do you do, mate? Like, how are you making this money? And his answer to it was, it's not what I spend my money on. It's what I don't spend my money on that allows me I to. No, that's exactly yeah. it. And I was like, oh, that's a nice way to put it. Like, mm-hmm. he's like, like Mac, he's like, this car is my thing. Like, I yeah. love my car. Like, I'm into cars, mm-hmm. and therefore, I'm willing to sacrifice in other areas of my life. Yeah. I'm a car enthusiast. And I was like, ah, man, like, it was kind of clicked for me because I was like, um, like, growing up, for like, for me, cars, right? Growing up, um, basically, the, a lesson or piece of wisdom that I took from my own father was don't bury yourself for the car payment. And the yeah. reason that is... It's because my dad did it all his life. My dad was um, always had a car on on payment. Always um, had an he always had a nice car, right? Um, but he also never really had spare money at times. <laughs> like he's the kind of person that, like, at the end of the month, somebody be like you want to go for a pint. My dad be like, nah, because I, I need to wait till the next paycheck. But he had a nice car. And what he said to me when I first got in a car and, and started you know, started getting into cars or just driving in general, as he said. He goes, you'll notice something. He goes, it doesn't matter what car you get behind, they all look the same. <laughs> Inside, you know? and, and it rung true with me and I've, you know, I've, I've done, I've done the thing with cars, you know, I, I had a 1998 Corsa green, it was horrendous. I had a Sierra Rosa. It was horrendous. I had a I had two banger golfs. Um, I had one banger golf, sorry, and then I got a nice ish golf, and now I've got a pickup truck, which is uh, the motor that I've ever owned. I got a brand new Mitsubishi, all singing, all dancing, tripping myself to it. Um, and I can tell you, like I've had it now for three or four months, and it's just it's just a car. <laughs> it's now just a car. It's a. Uh, there's nothing. That's a good point. That like it's what you don't spend your money on. And I, and I think that's where people put themselves under too much pressure with stuff because they will see they, they will see like someone on holiday, nice house, nice car and stuff like that. But like I said, you will I'll see that person well, I'll be living there than there. But then I realise I've I've not seen them out for, for like for ages, they're no no doing certain things. But I think that's where it'd be no no saying any like post up like I've got this because I didn't buy this. Yeah. People, they maybe need to take a step back and maybe think about it a wee bit. And I think that's where, like I say, people put themselves under pressure because they want the nights out, 
they want a nice clothes, they want a nice car, they want a, want a good holidays and stuff, but you need to understand that there's still, there's still need to make some sort of kind of sacrifice somewhere. Yeah. I mean, or else you just end up totally swamped. I mean, 100%. I know folk that, I know folk that have bought trainers on finance. That to me, that's next level. Time trainers. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't even know, I didn't know you could do that. I didn't know you could do that because it's like folk who um, get a pair of like buddy, what was it? I hate them, man. The blind shaggers. Right. Uh, I hope you're sitting in up there. Does uh, they just look? They they're going for like I don't know five, six, seven hundred quid, and the this again. I think I think these folk are having a laugh. Just go. Ah, can we make these like this and then see if we can sell them? You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I come from like such a like it's it's a weird thing for me. But like growing up, right when I was younger, just when I'm thinking about the trainers and stuff, growing up. My parents made me want for nothing. I was really, I was quite spoiled, right, as a youngster. If I said, "Oh, I fancy that," right, as long as it wasn't ridiculous, like as long as I was like, "Dad, I fancy a Ferrari," right. Nine times out of ten, I got. I was quite spoiled, and I got a rude awakening when I moved out. I moved out at eighteen and decided right. to to uni, move up to Dundee, and then I started. You know, my parents weren't in the financial position where. Um, at that time, they I basically got full student bursary, right? Because right. They, they couldn't afford to support me to go to uni. Um, so I got full student bursary. I can't remember what it was, but I think it was like 700 pounds right, at the time. Yeah. Um, which, it's not a lot of money, right? I, I felt rich because I didn't have that much outgoings. Um, yeah. But I used to buy my clothes at a pre-mark, for example, right? I used to, yeah. I, still, I still do. <laughs> I still do. Um, so I never, I never got into the sort of, I've never yet again been into the sort of clothing thing. But as I've, suppose, gained some success in my life, right? Mm-hmm. I used to buy, is it Sambas, right? Sambas. Right? There you go, right? Sambas are brilliant, awesome. So I used to wear them at the gym that I worked in, uh, Kilmarnock, and everyone used to call me like Mister Samba or Dad Shoes. <laughs> I used to call it Dad Shoes. I've got a story about Sambas I'll tell you after. Yeah. Right? But I would be like, why why are you calling me dad shoes? And they'd be like, because you're wearing sambas. And I'm like, and? And they're like, they're the kind of shoes my dad wears. And I was like, Aye. awesome. So I got teased about it. I'd it again, like, it's like water off a duck's back. I, I, I don't care about trainers, so I wasn't that bald. Aye. But in saying that, I started getting a bit of sad. I was like, do you know what? Seeing some of the boys, they wear like Nike Max or whatever, Air Max, right? Aye. That was all this sort of trend at the time. And I was like, I'm going to buy a pair and see what the, the deal is. So, mm-hmm. yeah, like 120 quid or whatever it is for them. And I was like, these are they're pretty much just the same. <laughs> just <I>, sure. <laughs> in fact, do you know what happened to them? I went to deadlift like over 200 kilos on them and they popped. And I was like, oh, these are these are just the same, but uh, they can't handle lifting the same as I said. Uh, lovely dad shoes, the Sambas. <laughs> I, um, I used to work in JJB. Um, right. at, the, at the retail part used to work there and uh, the sambas went half price they put an advert in the paper and stuff it was hilarious but it was like the great samba sale of 2004 or whatever it was <laughs> the great we, samba sale honestly, like we, all the dads rolling and buzzing there was, there was guys guys walking up they're probably never heard about it shopping just a, there was a certain demographic and they're coming out and they're kind of walking about like the back and they're like mate it's like, what is it Sambas for 20 quid? Aye. It's like, give me three pairs. So you get three size eight. So I was like, no. <laughs> so I was just, uh, 
it was unbelievable. Like all these, all these kind of lost guys just <laughs> walking. It was almost like they were lured. I mean, it was like it was a big beacon, this big huge samba show up in the sky. Oh, it was funny as well. Amazing. But, uh, but no, and I, back to that original point, I think folk do. They put themselves under pressure. They try to have everything. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And then they end up end up in a hole, a hole where all because they will see they'll see one thing without realizing what was what was sacrificed for it. Do you know what I mean? So they'll be like. Right, he's got trainers, he's, he's got nice trainers, he's got a nice car, he's got this, that, the next thing. Without realising that he might have came from like a kind of good background or other, or it could be anything. But I think I mean, cool. Like, how many guys, you know, young guys especially, amazing cars, live at home with mum and dad? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> there's, that, there's that as well. Uh, I use, again, you see hundreds of weed does, they're shooting about Mercs now. Yeah, I'm still I'm still waiting for my first one. <laughs> so let's let's draw this in. So here's a question for you, right? Where do you see this impact of comparison with your clients and how it impacts their mental health? How does it impact people that you maybe get into training? Because I know it definitely happens for me, right? Seeing people come in doing the comparison. How how do you mean, like? So I mean, an easy example, like I suppose, is. You know, when you get somebody who comes into the gym, right? But these uh-huh. are these blokes, because I'm a bloke, right? When I first started in the gym, uh-huh. I looked at guys in men's health covers and I was like, woofed. That guy's in yeah. I want to learn his four secret tips to bigger arms, <laughs> right? And then you get to the gym, you try the four secret tips and you're like, I've been doing this for six weeks and I've still not got 20 inch oh. pythons. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I suppose like you get that with uh, you get it with women as well, right? Like women will mm-hmm. watch some other women in gym shark attire, you know, doing their hundred different exercise for their booty, yeah. uh, <laughs> and they're like, you know, what's going on? How am I? Aye. How am I not there? You know. Um, so how how do you sort of? Bat, bat the bullshit with your clients when they come in they're like hey Ian this is what I want to do mate and you're like right Aye. reality kick in you know it's education education it's like obviously there's, there's more to it you talk about the arms thing I've got bigger than average arms uh, part of it's going to be genetic digital when I was younger so I kind of I've developed like forearms like without knowing I was training Forearms, if you know what I mean. Uh, but a perfect example of that is my young, my youngest brother, when he started training, and, and Robbie was like, he's a lean guy, but he started training and he just kind of went out and his arms were big or stuff. But he got the kind of newbie gains. But the guys that he's training beside, they'll come up to me going, right, Ian, what, uh, what program have you got Robbie on? It was like, simple, basic stuff. And they're like, aye, but he's, his arms have like, they've grown. And his eyes, his weight eyes, as Robbie's got the same genetics as me. Like that's, it's obviously just what we've got. Um, it's you know, a huge thing, okay. right? With comparison of when you compare yourself to people, I think it took it took me a long time to get it, which I've talked about. Like, it's absolutely pointless comparing yourself to anyone else. Like, it's, it's actually completely, almost completely pointless because of the exact point you're outlining. Like, so for me, um. Like I'm someone who 
in terms of like body development. Like mm -hmm. I'm tall and long. I'm six foot three. Get big, long, gangly arms, big, big yeah. long legs, and a tiny wee torso. I'm never going to like unless I, you know, do some naughty things like get, get on a lot of steroids and stuff. I'm never right. going to have that ridiculous thick physique because I'm just no. I'm not built that way. I'm just a long dude, right? I've been training mm -hmm. for um, you know over a decade, and I realize. Yeah. But also um, the advantage of that is that I pretty much have some sort of ab definition year round. Right, yeah. and it's not because I'm doing anything special. It's just because I don't store fat in my stomach. Like I literally store all the fat that I possibly store on my legs and my butt. I tell people that all the time, right? It's just I'm just like I'm a. If you were to call me a shape, I'd be a pear shape. I just store, store all the weight at the bottom. <laughs> yeah, um, but I think it is. It's, it's it's education people, and I think that helps people not get too down about certain things. Like I'm, I'm different. What about five nine, five ten or something like that? But I'm like 90, 95 kilos. I'm like deep, thick. But I think a lot of it's kind of came from what I did when I was younger. I was a, I was a good sprinter when I was younger. I'm just kind of built for for speed and power. Um, the judo as well. Judo is it's a perfect sport for guys my size. I mean, because we throw the the taller guys about kind of thing. Um, I right? kind of got these like bigger forearms, bigger shoulders, bigger arms and stuff. Uh, but there's a reason behind all that. But then you're talking about the, the ab definition and stuff. Even when I was in the leanest, I've never had that proper six pack. But even to the point where I kind of had like, the, like, are we here? Still mm -hmm. never had a six pack. But try to explain that to people, it just depends on your layout and all that sort of stuff. 100%. But the perfect example of that is. Look at Arnie. Arnie at his peak never had a six pack. He had a kind of four pack, kind of <laughs> five pack kind of type thing. Yeah. Uh, it's amazing how there still is like Men's Health magazine every single one has a new ab workout. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, every single Men's Health is like. I suppose it's, it's crossed over now for the women with the bum thing, right? But what, what women don't often realise is. The women who have got these perfectly sculpted bums. Now, I'm not saying that this is the case for all of them because here's here's a, a personal example, right? Of this, um, like for like you're talking about having bigger arms, right? Big arm, like big having big arms does not come natural to me. Like when I started out lifting, I had skinny yeah. weedy arms. They're now probably like sixteen inches. Most people that meet me would probably say, "Ah, he's got reasonably big arms, right?" Yeah. but I had to graft for like 12 years to make that a possibility yeah. I've had to act like do lots of work get strong on the lifts to get there right mm -hmm. and even still I've got clients that I get coming into me and their arms are the same size if not bigger within six yeah. months right within six 12 years for me six months for them yeah. right big farmer dudes big thick wrists just thick arm dudes mm -hmm. come in they do like three sets of curls and you're like where the hell did your arms come from? Mate? What is going on? Mate? So, and what I'm getting at is like for women, you have the same thing. So you have you have chicks or what? I shouldn't say chicks, right? That's <laughs> mean women. They just have these ridiculous like hip to waist ratios. Like they've just got a tiny waist and big hips, um, and they store um, a bit more fat on yeah. their hips and their uh, their bum, and they also have a. Um, good glute insertion so I mean they've got good 
uh, muscle bellies for their butt. Mm-hmm. And therefore, like, they train, like, the guys I'm talking about, the arms, for, like, six months, and suddenly they look like a Gymshark model. The genetic framework is there. And then they model all the supplements, programs, and protocols yeah. other women look at and say, what's the secret? And you're like, I'm not, I'm not undervaluing hard work, right? Hard work can take mm-hmm. you places, 100%. You can improve the position yeah. you're in. But the secret sauce is that the people, generally the people that are in these positions that people look at and do that comparison thing, they were already there. <laughs> they were already well, there. I yeah. just needed a, a few tweaks and stuff like that. Yeah. And, I, and I think that's what I always trying to tell people. Like, you you can't beat yourself up. You can't get down with it. Like Some people are just genetically gifted. Some people are just... It's the same way. It's like, I would love to have been six foot two, but no. <laughs> you know I mean? like, yeah. I've got other things, same with my legs. It's like, uh, I wouldn't say I necessarily squat all that heavy. Like, I don't I don't skip my leg day and stuff like that. But I spoke who will out squat me all day long, but no of legs the size of mine. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's just how it's just how I'm built. How you're built. And if, and if you were to, you know, whip the legs out, get a nice grainy black and white picture when you're at your leanest, flex those bad boys and say, Hey, I've got the secret to big legs. People, I, people would be like, "That guy probably does have the secret." And in reality, you're like, I, "The reality is, I had these legs like just from doing a couple of bodyweight lunges." <laughs> I, and that's it. But you, you can totally understand how folk just it gets them down. Yeah, it really will, really will get them down. Uh, and I think you've also got that thing as well where. Guys will want to say they want to get bigger arms, whatever. Girls want to get, get bigger booties. But then they don't understand that, right, if you want to increase your muscle, then you're going to have to maybe eat more. You're going to maybe, you're maybe gain a bit of weight. And then that, that then doesn't doesn't sync up, if you know what I mean. Because yeah. then they'll, cause they will see that. They will see that person with the, type, with the, with the crazy hip-to-waist ratio. And they'll be like, they've lost this weight and they've got a heart. But it's, I think that's where it gets kind of quite... I think it's harder to like, try to try to explain that to people. I think if you really want to, so if we talk about like the, the mental health impact, what's the mental health impact? The mental health impact is that, you know, society has ever shifting um, physical standards for men and women. I mean, if I don't know if yeah. you've seen this, but there was a, a really, I watched a documentary that showed how Action Man had changed over the years. And it's right. Crazy, right, like it shows you the first action man, and he's like a normal dude. Yeah. Then as the decades go on, action man gets more and more jacked. Like, see if you see action man now, what have you been taking, action man? <laughs> and also, you can look at it from this perspective. Remember the first James Bond, Sean Connery? Yeah. Think about his topless scenes, right? Aye. If you were to have Sean Connery with his body play James Bond now. Can you imagine the Instagram comments that it would get? I know. Why does James Bond have a dad bod? <laughs> and like Sean Connery was a fit dude. Like he was a heartthrob in his day. Yet the standards have shifted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then we had like, you know, women's beauty standards change all the time as well. And so people feel sometimes feel pressure to, to meet those standards or they want to meet those standards because of, of how it reflects on their Aye. Self-esteem and the, the sort of status, and I suppose it's important 
I suppose the message that I would like to give, and I'm sure you're the same, is it's not about reaching those physical um, sort of standards. It's about, yeah. I suppose, uh, <laughs> max, maximising what you've got. You know? and, well, it's, it's been the best you can be. And, and once you get into that mindset, it can really um, shift things. And, and what I also find as well, I don't know if you find this yourself, Ian, is like nowadays when I do look at bodies and I look at physiques, I try to look at people who are in my sort of morphology, people that are kind of similar structured to me. Yeah. That way, if I'm doing a comparison, it's more like for like than if I look at the guy who's five foot six with like super thick legs that does squat like two kilos for reps. I'm like, I'm just not that guy. You know? No. Um, it's crazy also though, it kind of goes both ways. Like one minute you've got people saying, right, don't, don't try and achieve this unattainable physique. Like, cause not everybody can achieve it. Yeah. Then you get the other side where the dad bod became celebrated it's like nah, this this is the dad bod dad bod's in then you get like so Adele Adele when she decided to lose weight yeah and she gets slotted for it demonized for it yeah. because, because then you had a bunch of people turn around like that oh you you fucking let us down you you were one of us <laughs> you know, like, yeah. well, I think I think the biggest take home message for you is just be healthy yeah do you know what I mean? be healthy um, and, and also like then you would have to I suppose you have to. Can you imagine showing the people the the goalposts and and the bodies of healthy people rather than these ridiculous created standards people? Because like, you know, like, what I, mean? like, I, I don't know. Um, you probably know folk who have done like kind of bodybuilding shows and stuff like that. And that minute that they're on stage, they're not a healthy position. If you know what I mean. Like, I've, I've spoken to people and like, ah, I was on stage and I thought I was going to die. Like, there's, there's some people, but then you get people who walk about with that. Do you know what I mean? That's just that's just how they are. Yeah. Uh, but I, I remember the kind of, the leanest I got, uh, I don't know, it was, it was body fat, maybe about 8, 8.2 or something. I, I say with, with like, yard veins and stuff, I, I changed up everything. I was just, I was just experimenting myself. Uh, it was maybe, maybe back, probably over 10 years ago now. Uh, just experimenting, just, just to see. And like diet became right boring. Uh, but well, I started enjoying it. Wasn't it? Wasn't it drinking? Wasn't it? Wasn't it? No chocolate. I'm a chocolate fiend. None of that sort of stuff. Started getting really quite lean. Uh, remember, I went out for lunch. Out for lunch, I was like, hey, "Well, I'll, I'll have a baguette." I said, "A baguette." That baguette then played in my mind for the, the next week. Then I kind of had to love myself and go, "You know." I'm no, no getting ready for a magazine shoot. I'm more competitive bodybuilder. I'm nothing like that. I'm just going to be a normal guy. Do you know what I mean? So I want to keep myself in, in good shape. I want to keep myself to a standard. But it got to the point where it was doing my nothing. Um, and this, this baguette played my mind. That's where hats off to the folk who, see folk who do like competitive bodybuilding and stuff like that. Because they can just, they can take themselves to, to somewhere else. <coughs> it's like a different, just a different, a different level. I had my own flirt with added a men's physique competition three years ago now. Um, I do. I plan on doing it again. Right? I do fancy doing it again. It was hell for the last sort of ten weeks. Yeah. Um, but 
I got the physique. Like in my mind, I got like the best physique I've ever had. You know, I call it like you know the kind of superhero esque physique, if you like. You know, yeah. like the physique that you see guys have on these films. I had the sort of six pack, the veins. Yeah. It was all going on, right? It was all it was all going on, and uh, I tell you what, it was a miserable experience. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and, and when you see these pictures of these dudes and stuff, like you generally, um, or if, it, if it's uh, women looking at other women, you think, God, it must be good, must be good, right? And and I'll yeah. tell you what, there was a nice, I went on the holiday uh, during that period and it was quite a nice feeling, like a, <laughs> you know, uh, when I walked out, out on the, to get to go and get my sunbed and I'm like, I'm ripped. <laughs> like I'm, in, I'm, I'm nearly in the best shape here, right? That's what I was thinking. But not worth it. Like for for me yeah. personally, like there, there are probably some people in, in the world that that feeling or, or whatever it is, it, it's worth it for them. It was not worth it for me. Like I just love eating food far yeah. too much for that life to be for me all the time. Um, I think as well. I think like being a parent as well. Like ah. Uh, you want you want to enjoy times with your kids and stuff like that. Like you want to you want to go in the ice cream and all that sort of stuff. Um, but that, that's kind of what I'm kind of big on with the people I train. It's it's more getting people healthy, getting them stronger, getting them like shifting a bit of body fat and stuff like that. Yeah. But we're not there to be what Spartans, if you know what I mean. Might might look like a Spartan setting and all that sort of stuff. Might look like you're training your own your own movie. Uh, but it's it's the promotion of health first, really. See, if you want to take it a different direction at some point and say, listen, and see for the next 10 weeks, I want to really knuckle down. Great. That's cool. Um, but it's the kind of health first. Um, that, and that's something I've thought about as well is how, this is how I kind of think of it in my head now. Like, you know, you get the kind of pyramid. I think of like <laughs> the foundation of entering exercise and, and eating better. Why are you doing it? For me, the foundation's health. Right, it's the unsexy yeah. bit. It's like, can I get myself healthy? Then after that, it's performance for me comes second. Like, yeah. am I able to perform the way that I want to perform in my life? If mm-hmm. you're a dad, can I run about with my kids? Um, yeah. Can I kick a ball? Um, can I go upstairs without, you know, panting? Right? Mm-hmm. Those are things you want. And then after that, then I think you can start to branch off for performance, maybe look at optimising your body, right? Look at how it it looks um, if you want to go to that point. Um, But for most people, I think, yeah, number one, just just like get to healthy and comfortable. Healthy and comfortable. But it's just, it's not what sells. Like if you you stuck a picture of Dave, if you stuck a picture of Dave on uh, Instagram, Dave and, and Sheila will call them, right? Dave and Sheila get stuck on Instagram and they'll just get healthy bodies. People people wouldn't be like, yes, I want to buy that programme. <laughs> no, no, they don't. They don't. And unfortunately, that, that's where like, you'll probably get your hook as well when it comes to like, the, the marketing side of things out. I'll get my hook. I like to think that it's well, get the, the black and white pictures, the, the big bat sign up in the back and all that sort of stuff in a different setting. But it's getting people in, then once you get them in, you can then start that kind of no no it makes it sound like a cult, but it's that, that kind of like educational thing. It's it, 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 it's like it's I suppose it's 
At first, you, you, when we talked about earlier, I think we can hook this back in, right? We talked about earlier, we talked about when people come to you, they, they say, hey, I want to lose two stone or I want to do this. And then when you actually find the deeper meaning, like when you peel yeah. that back, like when you pull on that thread, you find a deeper emotional meaning for it. It's the same as like what you do when you offer someone your coaching services. You're basically saying, you show them the front end, you know, you show them the yeah. front bit because that's what gets people hooked. It's a surface level. Mm-hmm. And when you actually bring them in the door, you know, put your arm around their shoulder, metaphorically, right. and you sort of have those conversations where you say, right, what's the deep and meaningful reason behind why you're here? And to, mm-hmm. you know, re-educate them. Like, actually say, actually, all this shit that you're exposed to is exactly that. It's shit. Let's, let's, okay. <laughs> let's, say, let's um, change the way you view things so that you mm-hmm. can have better physical and mental health. Yeah. yeah. I think it's, it's kind of... It's the same as like when I talk about the people want everything. They want the car, house, Rolex watch, like all that, all that sort of stuff. But you can't. And it's the same way. It's the same with the training. Like we, some people can, but you put yourself under too much pressure trying to get everything. Whereas it's the same with training. So people want to be. I think people come to me like, right, I want to be big, but not too big, but lean, athletic. Uh, you want to be strong, but no powerlifting strong. I want when you're like, wait, wait a minute, so you want to be... Here's my favourite one of all time. Favourite one. I always go back to this. This is my, my favourite example. When I first started as a PT, I had a guy come to me. He's like, I don't want to get too big. You seen Transporter? I was like, aye. I Jason Statement. He's like, I see the shape he's in in Transporter. I'd like to be like that. I'm like, dude, I'm not even in that shape. <laughs> <laughs> the guy's... The guy's ripped and pretty big um, <laughs> it's because um, again we go back to that it's the skewed perception of comparison people, and I do this with my client this is something I do to try and improve my client's mental health actually as I say to them when people say like they get down on themselves about the position they're in I'm like well first they can compare themselves to themselves right you can do that always look at where you've come to where mm-hmm. you are now the other thing I do is like look at the because uh, of the population look at the average person yeah. age and compare yourself yeah the average dude at 30, what's happened for the average dude at 30? They're starting to gain a wee bit of a podge. The dad bod's starting to take shape. They're starting mm-hmm. to lose the muscle mass that they had in their youth because they've stopped being active. Right? Yeah. They're starting to, like, as we talk about, pant a wee bit when they go up too many flights of stairs. Right? Yeah. Which, uh, can I just say, is sad, right, to me. And I don't, I don't mean... Yeah. Um, talking down to people I mean like it's sad that that's acceptable in our society like you could be 30 and we can start to talk about being over the hill at 30 that's just insane to me right you're over the hill like you should be in a great place like you know through investing uh, your time and stuff but I kind of got lost there what was I saying so yeah I tell people to compare themselves to people that on average in in their group and then when they do that, people instantly feel so much better. They're like, oh, actually, like, none of my mates train. And most of my mates, you know, don't do not do anything nutritionally to try and help themselves out. Most of them, no. you know what I mean? Um, and that's that's more of a reality. That's the reality compared to what you're seeing on social media when you go and do right. comparisons. That's the reality. Like What you see in your real life, it's not what you see when you're scrolling your, your feed. <laughs> It's amazing. It's amazing how people do accept that. We get like thirties. That's it. You're you're by kind of thing. Because like, I was, was boxing no last year, year before and stuff. And folk are like, still boxing. I was like, I enjoy it. Like I like it. I like, like you know, do it. I say I'm I'm like thirty eight. Uh, but 
I, I look at, I can look at folk who, like, guys, like, 20s and stuff, but what the fuck are you doing, man? Like, they're just start, starting to get kind of pretty, pretty terrible. When I will kind of look at folk who I used to go to school with, and it's like, what have you done? <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? It's, it's kind of quite nuts. I um, It's just because of society again. Like, it's a society-wide thing that it's, kind of accepted like you you you'll see this probably more than I do in social situations when we, we are allowed to have them people will say things like oh my back's starting to kill me that must be me getting older and you're like that's not a fucking that, 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 like, that you should be, try and that sort that be. shit out <laughs> that, that, that shouldn't be a few years ago I went and trained um, again with my mate Brian went and trained in Slovenia yep. with a guy Mark, Mark Goran Goran's He's out there, man. He's 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 like a demigod. Uh, he'll be 45, 46. Yeah. But if you see, if you see this dude, oh, he's unbelievable. But he he's pretty much like that. He says he was kind of thinking. He was talking about. He's like, I said, I thought he was a competitive cyclist and stuff. So it, he's been in shape for the last twenty five years, like incredible shape. But he's like, I said, I kind of thought like when I'm twenty five, when I get to thirty five, I won't be in this shape anymore. He says, but look at me. He said, I thought, nah, I know, I know a few years of this and I'll not have it anymore. Maybe you got to the 45, he's like that. He's just getting better and better and better. But he's, um, I'll, I'll send you stuff through. He's, he's crazy, man. A weapon, uh, a weapon, as we say. A weapon or a Unbelievable. But when you talk about the mindset thing, they, they guys out there, like they, training is like kind of their number one thing. Really, because he was like, "Is that so? That's all we really had." Um, it was talking about like cars. As you grow up, you could only buy two. You could buy two cars. No, you could buy one car, and it came in two cars, and, and that was it. Uh, it's just he's just talking about training, it's just that kind of whole. That that is their way of life. And it just seems like the, from a mental health perspective, it's amazing for training to be. It's quite equalising for people, right? Across, yeah, lots of cultural differences, um, values differences. Like, doesn't matter who you are, you know. Getting your ass kicked with burpees is getting your ass kicked with burpees. Uh, squatting, you know, over a hundred kilos for reps is squatting a hundred kilos. Like all these things are like great equalizers. Like, like, and that's what I love about doing the group training is when we do get to do the group training, like. It's the subtle community vibe you get where like people yeah. look across at each other like fucking hell man, that was that was a shift, you know? And, and there's something really nice about that community feel of being in it yeah. together, you know, and that's powerful for people's mental health. Mm-hmm. Eh? To have that, I think that sort of bonding experience, if you like. Um oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah. What I feel my guys is everybody pulls each other along. I'll pull each other along. Like, no, I said that uh, the start of this, no one's left behind. Uh, it's it's great because it's like, and it, I, thought, I don't know if it's the fault of design, but I've ended up with kind of a lot of the, doesn't matter what age they are, it could be 20, they could be 50, they've all got the same kind of mindset and stuff. And if they didn't have it when they come in, they start to develop it and they're like, oh, no, it's just like, this is, this is where I want to be. Um, it's also explaining to people as well, well, it's all relative, you're talking to get your ass kicked. Some will get their ass kicked after 10 burpees, some will get their ass kicked after five, and they're like, oh, but look at them. Just like, I'd be there, they're still doing burpees. They just do 20. 
you know what I mean? It just comes all, all relative to, to that person. So everybody does like, the same workout, but they'll just take from it what they can take from it, if you know what I mean. So it's, I, I miss it. I really miss it. I miss I miss having everybody everybody in, the tunes on and stuff, especially now that I've kind of I've extended them through the wall. Mm-hmm. Like I'm looking forward to showing people that that bit mm-hmm. as well. We are, we are on the horizon, right? It's gonna it's going to change. The tide is turning, more people are getting vaccinated. We you gotta hope that I think things will, will start to open up um, as we go into summer. That's where I'm shooting for, right? Early early summer, so that day, it would be and certainly um then we can we can continue to support people's mental and physical health, can't we? I no, that's that's uh, just I can't wait. I can't wait just to get just to get back. Just to get back. Um, yeah, wrapping up. When when uh, as usual, you can always uh, man. We could keep. Oh, yeah. We could just keep going. I'm mother um, for it. I'm mother for it. Not as good. Stupid brains are just going. Uh, what I was gonna say is, is we're obviously I will I'll stick the podcast up on on my page as usual. If you can do yeah. this, that's awesome, mate. And. Nice. Yeah, like where can where can people find you, Ian? And and like what what are you bringing to the table in future? Um, you know what what could I suppose what have you got to offer? I suppose like why you know why, why should <laughs> check out the back cave and, and where are you? Look at the back cave, man. See, in Benick is it's a bit it's a bit off the grid, but as I say it's it works it works for people. There's no there's no pretense. There's no ego. You don't need to come in with your best pair of Nike Metcons or anything like that. You don't need your, your Nike Air Max, mate. I could come in with my Sambas, right? And I wouldn't get good badge. Get your Sambas, right? And get an action. Uh, no, on Instagram, uh, forced underscore Fulton and uh, Facebook's Prime Performance Airshire on there. And I say it's kind of training with ordinary people. There's ordinary people doing extraordinary things in an out ordinary setting kind of thing. Uh, just, I like to say it's like kind of folk training their own their own kind of movie set, if you know what I mean. I was watching, I watched, uh, was it Creed? One of the Creed's, I think it was Creed 2. I was like, ah, fucking hell, man. It's, it's sliving peeking in my windows. I was like, that's, that's like me. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Okay, so there was uh, one of the Batmans as well. It was like, I was like, that just looks like, looks like my place. Uh, but no, no, it's it's just it's, it's something that's no, it's no your normal gym, if you know what I mean. Um, it's kind of catered to. I mean, it's got everything everything you need, but it's just a wee bit, wee bit different. Um, I think it just kind of lets people kind of be, maybe be a bit more of themselves. Do you know what I mean? There's no, you don't need to try and you don't need to come in and try and impress folk or, or be be something that you're not. You can just be you. That's, that's gonna that's gonna adjust it really. Perfect. Awesome chatting to you. Um, yeah, you too, man. And I think that wraps up.